This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for the seventh Sunday of Easter, the 13th of May. Some of you may have seen the film Risen, which was released a couple of years ago. It tells the story of the risen Christ between the resurrection and the ascension as seen through the eyes of a sceptical Roman soldier who eventually comes to Christian faith. Those 40 days are retold, showing all of those moments when Jesus appears to his disciples to encourage them in their mission, until the film ends with the moment of Jesus' ascension into heaven, which is represented by his disappearing in a great intense light. There have been all kinds of ways of depicting the ascension of Jesus into heaven in art down the centuries. The scriptures simply tell us that at the end of those days he disappeared from their sight. The essence of this mystery of the life of Jesus is that he returns to God the Father so that he can be of more help to us by sending the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, but also by his intercessory role as the Son of God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity. And this is what we touch in our worship. Because the ascension signals to us a deep desire to worship. The scriptures tell us that after the ascension of Jesus, the disciples were to be found constantly in the temple, worshipping and praising God. Once they had witnessed the transforming of Jesus into this higher dimension, into the life of God, they wanted to just worship God. Our worship here below, the liturgy, the Mass, is not just the celebration of ourselves, not just our gathering to find deeper inspiration from each other. The liturgy is our participation now in the heavenly life. From the beginning of the Mass, when we make the sign of the cross, we are situating our lives in the dimension of the Trinity. We are staring upwards, hoping and longing for a participation in God's life. How often in the liturgy do we ask that our voices blend with those of the heavenly court? Here we anticipate the eternal or the eschatological banquet around the throne of God. And the ascension awakens in us this liturgical desire. Now this might make us uncomfortable thinking about heaven. It's not very grounded perhaps on earth. But the paradox is that the more we think about heaven, the more we are concerned about what happens on earth. Think of the great figures in the history of the church, be they canonised saints or not. The more they had their eyes fixed on things above, the more they made a difference to life on earth. It's always precisely those who worshipped and praised in the liturgy and looked upwards to the heights of God who could change things here below. These two worlds of heaven and earth are mutually inclusive. The work of the church commences when Jesus leaves the dimension of space and time. When he ascends to heaven, he clears the way for us to do his work on earth. And what do we hear the apostles did after the, the ascension? Before they went out, they stayed in the upper room and they prayed. They prayed always before action, always before mission. And they did it with Mary, who at that moment embodied the whole 
an entire Christian faith in her heart. That's the model for the church always in prayer. The followers of Jesus gathered around his mother. And my mind goes back two weeks to the rosary on the coast, when in over 400 locations around the country, thousands of Catholics gathered to pray the Holy Rosary for faith, life and peace in our land. The large group from this and surrounding parishes huddled together on Chalkwell Beach, shivering but exhilarated. And I wish we could do it every Sunday. But of course we can pray the Rosary anywhere because it doesn't require anything more except than a set of beads, a bit of imagination and thinking about the mysteries that are set out in the five mysteries of each rosary and the ability to pray the Our Father and the Hail Mary. And just as in the sacred liturgy itself we stand side by side others from every social class, race and culture united in the praise of God. Because the rosary is a Trinitarian prayer directed to God the Father with Jesus praying in us through the Holy Spirit. That's why Saint Pope John Paul II said that the Rosary was his favourite prayer, because it is a compendium of the Gospels. There's a lot of talk and concern these days about culture wars erupting in Europe, but the fact is that our culture in these islands is endemically Catholic, forged by the blood of the martyrs, and consecrated since the Middle Ages to the Mother of God, earning us that coveted title of Dowry of Mary. In fact, starting this year and culminating in 2020, our bishops have arranged for a Dowry of Mary pilgrimage, in which the statue of Our Lady of Walsingham will visit every diocese in England and Wales, culminating in an act of consecration of our country to Our Blessed Lady. Simple Catholic devotions like the Rosary, especially when prayed as a public witness to faith, will do more to revive faith in our land than all of our cleverly formulated plans. In this month of May, let's take up our Rosary beads again and use them as the strongest weapon we have in our arsenal against all the attacks on faith, life and our culture, so that with Mary's prayers we might enjoy a happy and just future. Let us pray. Graciously hear our supplications, O Lord, so that we who believe that the Saviour of the human race is with you in your glory may experience, as he promised, until the end of the world, his abiding presence among us. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.